Do you have family relationships that are better just because you all get along? Like a brother-in-law who married your wife's sister? Yeah, me too. Hi, my name is Ken Williams. I'm a certified life coach, a podcaster, and the favorite son-in-law of Jen and Al. Don't believe me? Just ask. And this is my podcast where I can just talk to Chris and tell him whatever I want. And if I don't like his response, well, that's because Chris is just kidding. And welcome to the first episode of Chris is Just Kidding. This was going to be named Shut Up, Chris. But (laughs) as I was um, talking about it and recording a different podcast, which this is number four, (laughs) uh, at least, I realized that uh, if my mom happened to hear me talking about Shut Up, Chris, she probably would be disappointed in me. So I'm not going to do that to her. She's got plenty of other things to be disappointed in me about, disappointed in me about, and so I'm just going to call this Chris is just kidding, or Chris is kidding. It's really Chris is just kidding, but for the uh, actual name of the podcast, I made it Chris is kidding because it's shorter than Chris is just kidding. But this is just me and you, Chris, uh, as you commute. <laughs> ah, this is it's crazy that I'm even doing this, but I'm doing it for you. I'm doing it for you. Uh, I don't even know what we're going to talk about because this is going to be just me talking. So um, let me tell you. Let me tell you what I'm. <laughs> let me tell you what's on my mind. Number one, um, we're going to have to establish some secret code, some system, so that you and I know what we're talking about. And if it were possible, it's not likely. It's about a zero point zero 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 chance if you round up that uh, the wrong people will get a hold of this and listen to it. But in the unlikely event that they do, we need to have some secret codes, some um, code words, code names, just so that we can make sure that we are on the same page and we're not being offensive to the people that might be, uh, it might be problematic if we're offensive too. So I'm just going to tell you, this is, I'm just going to tell you what I'm thinking. So there you go. I'll tell you what's going on in my life. There you go. Maybe this will be like my audio journal. Um, Things may change. Who knows? But I uh, went flying today for the first time in 12 years. I I pulled up my logbook and realized that my last flight that I took where I was the pilot was May. No, March of 2000 and whatever 12 years ago is. 2012. And in my head, I had assumed it was much less time than that. It was about a year ago that I did a, there's a, uh, an organization called the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association, AOPA, and they had a program called the Rusty Pilots Seminar. This is for people who have not been flying in some period of time. I don't know what their threshold is, but uh, when I went to that a year ago, I thought, well, it's probably been five or six years. And then I actually looked. No, it had been 12, I guess 11 at that point. And I had a couple of excuses, some good excuses. I guess there's no such thing as a good excuse. They're all all excuses. But the uh, rationale that I had used was that I had lost the license. Uh, I couldn't find it. I couldn't find the plastic card that was my pilot's license. 
And because I couldn't find the actual document number or the transaction number, I don't even know what they call it, but I couldn't find that. And so I assumed that I just had to wait until I got motivated enough to clean out my boxes of things, and then hopefully I would find it. And it turns out that I was able to make contact with the people who were able to answer my questions about how I could get a duplicate. It cost me outrageous, outrageous, cost me $2 to get a a duplicate license from the FAA. And that came, then here I am. It's a good thing it's just me and you, Chris, because I may share some things in here that (laughs) I'm not ready for everybody else to know. But I went to... um, the, get my medical, my flight medical. In order to fly, I need to have a current medical certificate. And the rules are every three years, I've got to get that done up until a certain age, which I think is an age that I've already passed some time ago. So now I think it's every year that I need to go and get my medical license or my medical certificate renewed. And it's not my personal doctor that can do that. I have to go to a different doctor. I have to go to an FAA-authorized doctor. So I found one of those, and it turns out that some of the medication I'm on uh, flagged me as potentially ineligible. So I had to get some uh, documentation from my doctor saying that I am not a risk of passing out or anything like that. My health conditions are um, well-controlled. So there you go. So that has happened, and I finally connected with remembering <laughs> this is what I wanted to do. It's really difficult living that close to the airport. Finding a, a flight instructor that I was um, willing to, to spend a lot of time and, and money with, and uh, the, uh, an aircraft that would work out for what I was trying to accomplish. So I had actually several months ago, several months ago, maybe like, no, it was last year. It was probably almost, almost a year ago. I set up an appointment with a flight instructor and flight instructors are, they're just punk weasel kids. They're probably, they're in their twenties. So, (laughs) so I was their age or older when they were born, which is fine, but it's a little bit, um, (laughs) if you want to feel in it, if you want to feel, um, like a novice, <laughs> try something like that, where you are just a, um, an old guy and you got some young, young kid who's teaching you something that is uh, way outside your comfort zone. So this kid last year, um, and I wasn't expecting, I, it had been over a decade since I'd been in the plane. I was not expecting anything other than let's sit down and talk. And then there's some ground uh, instruction that I would need. And, and then the weather, I don't think was great. And so there wasn't much of an opportunity to go flying, but he just blew me off. Yeah, well, here's what you need to do. Probably schedule a time with somebody. So he didn't seem to have any interest in actually talking to me. So I thought, well, forget it. I'm not going to talk to him. So I, uh, scheduled with somebody else and I did the same thing. I, I wanted somebody who was willing to really just hear me out here's what I want to do. I'm not looking to go cross-country flying. I'm not going to go visit my mom in Portland. I'm not going to go very far. If Anyway, I, I just want to be able to hop up, go around for a couple of hours, maybe, maybe not even that long, and then uh, and land. And so I just was looking for 
the easiest to schedule option for today. And it turned out that, so the guy texted me yesterday and he said, hey, the, the plane that you chose is a very lightweight plane. It's a, it's for sport pilots, really. It's a Cessna 162, which I've never flown before, but it's tiny. It's uh, And that's just the, the seating area. There's not much room in there at all. And because it's so small, it's pretty... I don't know that you and I could both go flying in it. It's, <laughs> we're both too big for it. And uh, so he said, we'll do it. We can do it. We don't have a whole lot of margin of error when it comes to fuel because we've got to make sure that the, the takeoff weight doesn't exceed a certain limit, which with his weight and my weight, that uh, gave us about 75 pounds. <laughs> and fuel is part of that 75 pounds. So um, he said he'd be willing to do it, but he wanted to... Um, give me an option to go back to the 172, the Cessna 172, which is what I trained in, or a Piper. Piper is a little bit of a different plane. It's a, it's a low wing plane. Cessna is a high wing. And, uh, my favorite plane to fly was a diamond and diamond is, it just had this really gorgeous, um, imagine it's like a spaceship canopy. It was, uh, it's not glass. It's probably plexiglass, uh, the canopy, but you just have this wonderful view. And the Piper's kind of like that. It's not quite, it's not like a, a completely surrounded um, view, but it's a low-wing plane. And so it's um, a little bit more uh, like a, not really like a glider, but kind of that that setup, low-wing. And, and so I decided to try the, the Piper. And it's a little bit newer of a plane. It's a little bit... Um, different. The cockpit is different. There's been a lot of technological advances in the last 12 years. So I'm starting out behind where I had been, not to mention all the, um, just not having flown for a decade. Uh, there's some things that I, that came right back to me. There's some things that I felt really awkward and uncomfortable. It's going to take me a few, few more flights like I expected it would, uh, to get uh, up to speed. But when, uh, I'm, current, which means I'm legal to take passengers. Maybe I'll, uh, who knows, maybe I'll fly up there. We'll have to do some math and see what that would look like. Or maybe um, when you guys come down, I'll take you for a ride or <laughs> not. Who knows? Who knows? It's, um. but there you go. That's the, uh, that's the latest. That's the today. That is the newest adventure that I'm up to. I just got a text from somebody I used to work with who said that, um, well, she asked if I was bored and was ready to come back. And the answer is no, I'm not ready. So there you go. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's that. I don't have a whole lot of stuff to, uh, to tell you what you should do, but I will tell you that I've been thinking a lot about this idea of God's plan for us. And I taught Elders Chrome yesterday. I need you to come visit one of these days when I'm teaching so that I can bask in the uh, wisdom that you would undoubtedly share. But God's plan, so one of the things I was talking to Mark, my brother, the other day, and he said something about, I just want to make sure that I'm following God's plan, or I don't even know what's God. It was something about God's plan. And so I've been thinking about that. There's a book I just read about... Uh, it's from Michael Wilcox. It's called What Seek Ye? And it's a way of thinking about questions. The The premise of the book is that 
instead of thinking of God as the answerer to our questions, it's a way for us to consider the questions that Jesus Christ asked while he was uh, in his ministry. One of the questions was, what seek ye? And I was talking to somebody who kind of compared that to the the approach or the mindset that we should have in our lives. We should have this focus on what do we want to seek that's going to be uh, in harmony with, with God's plan for us, as opposed to the uh, question that Satan asked, what do you want? And so I've been struggling with that a little bit because I have been working with a guy on some on a goal setting program and that sort of thing. And the first question really when setting a goal is what do you want? What do you want to accomplish? And if you don't want to violate God's will and I just think that that if we sit and wait for God's will to be made known we're going to be paralyzed. We're going to be stuck. We're going to be stopped. I, I know somebody, maybe you do too, but I know somebody who will, who at least historically would not do anything at all without asking, without asking God. And I don't know that that's necessarily a bad thing, but I also think that the scripture to counsel with the Lord doesn't mean ask my permission to do everything that you want to do. So there you go. My, where I have landed is that, um, God will use my desires to help me bless the lives of other people. Uh, one of my desires, as an example, is to share chocolate cake. And I don't have to sit and ask him if it's okay for me to do that. I just do it. And I have been blessed in many ways to know who needs chocolate cake. And I share it, and it's been wonderful. So there you go. Don't wait. Don't wait for somebody to tell you what you should, you should be doing. That's all I have to say this week. Thanks for listening, and maybe we'll talk again. Who knows? Dumb. That was that's the wrong music. How did I do that? I've got outro music. I'm gonna have to fix that. So next time you listen, you're gonna have the right outro music. <laughs> there you go. It's a good thing you're the only person who's listening to this podcast. I'll talk to you next week.